Hi fam, welcome to Sweet Truth. Do you dare listen fam, it is a great day and your girl is back. So I am so excited. Number one, I finally got the uh, Sherrod's Truth Bible that I've been wanting to get. I, I just, I said to myself, I need to get this Bible. I need this Bible in my life. And that was the best decision ever because now that I just got it, matter of fact, I got it uh, the day before yesterday. And I was like, this is just what I needed for sweet truth. So I am just so excited to finally have this Bible with me. It is the Christian Standard Bible. And from now on, for majority of my sweet truth uh, journey and everything, uh, this is the one I will be using. This is the version I will be using. Otherwise, I will let you know But. <laughs> I'm just, I'm so in love. I mean, I'm even going to bed at one until in the morning. Just a pure out of excitement about the word and and this Bible in particular and what it says, you know, and like just because I've read other versions and stuff, but just seeing um the 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 clarity um and even things that I wouldn't see or get from other visions, I'm able to get through this and, and just have God speak to me and through me in a different way. And so it is a blessing to me. I am so excited. When I first got it, I said, I'm a hold off on making a new episode on Sweet Truth until I get this Bible. And now that it's here, hey, that's what's up. So I hope that you've been great. I pray that you've been good. And today I will be reading from Psalm 81, 1 to 12. And so with that being said, Father God, bless this day, bless this word, and bless us. And so there is something exciting um, about Psalm 84. Psalm 84, it is so exciting, number one, because we are finally reading Psalms from the sons of Korah. So they had a portion uh, to write in the Psalms and we finally get, you know, to uh, read about what they had to say, which I've been looking forward to because I'm like, who are the sons of Korah and what do they have to say? Um, If you've been listening Previously to the other segments and episodes, you know, about Asaph and we love Asaph. I mean, Asaph had so much great, 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 just great greatness, you know, good things in his sons and everything too. So we learned a lot from Cora, you know, so it's like when you're switching up from one person to the next you know it's like okay like I'm curious now what do they have to say you know and what can I learn and what can I get so it's all great stuff yeah growth is good uh that's number one growth is good and it is good to be planted um in the way and with the way and so I highly recommend the Sherrod's Truth. If you're a guy, they have Sherrod's Truth. So you can get that. I know I got that from my significant other, the Sherrod's Truth. And so it is a blessing. I mean, it is the word. 
So enough about that. Let's get right into it. Question. Like I know so many people may have this question just like the way I had this. Who is Cora and you know who are his sons and why are they writing? You know, why do they have a portion in the sons and everything too? So I went digging and found that there are actually three Koras, you know, in the word, but the one that stands out is the one you find in the book of numbers. And so for lack of a better word, Cora, Mr. Cora, he was a new sense. <laughs> it's I know, I know, it's not supposed to be funny. But he was a nuisance. I mean, he, he got on people's nerves, you know, he had about 250 followers with him. And he's someone I think really got on Moses' nerves, you know, like his very last nerve because he was someone that was constantly on him, you know, prove this, do this. I mean, this man, you know, tested God, didn't believe in God. And that kind of thing, you know, like Moses would be out there, you know, got this and that and that. And Korah and his followers were, you know, were actually the ones that that I, I think right now and believe put doubt in people's heads and everything too. It's like the enemy just planted him there, you know, to, to test every word that was coming out of the mouth of God. Every word that Moses said, you know, so... <laughs> He must have been a nuisance <laughs> for lack of a better word like I said and you know there was a sinkhole that swallowed him and that's how he died what a shame what a pitiful death you know just the ground just opening up like alright God I'm, I'm gonna swallow him right now let's just swallow him be done with it so he was swallowed alive by a sinkhole and that's how he dies and stuff like that but isn't it amazing that God will use your sons though <laughs> You may have been a nuisance, you know, tested God, didn't believe in God, but it is your children, though, your children, that the Lord will use, you know, <laughs> to bring back um, restoration um, to the family name, or even, you know, the family in general and everything, too. So I found that quite interesting. You may, you may note that, um, the sons of such a man, you know, that, that died in sin, that that was uh, a nuisance, you know, and, and led others astray, the ones that followed him, the ones that listened to him, he led them astray, you know, from the word of God and what God had to say and what Moses had to say, that such a man, you know, that his sons would be chosen you know, or that whatever his sons had to say would be written in the Psalms that is a blessing. That is quite interesting. It is a blessing. It just goes to show you how great God is, you know, that he would not hold the children, you know, for the sins of their fathers. And that is one thing that I, one of the things that I also love about God is that he would not hold you for the sins of your forefathers and your fathers and your mothers, you know, and whatever the case may be. So you don't have to leave under under the scene and the shadow of contamination that they may have lived in you know that they may you know be experiencing and everything too because you're on your own in your relationship with God is a one is a one-on-one type of relationship you know it's like if if you're married or you're seeing someone or you're dating you know that's like a one-on-one it's like two people you don't you're not really adding anyone in in that inner place of your relationship you know because it's between you and this other person you know 
So if you think of it from that perspective, like my relationship with God is personal. It's it's between me and God. So, you know, my friends aren't in it. My, my folks aren't in it. My parents, you know, whatever the case may be, because a relationship with God is a one-on-one relationship, you know, like he knows me and I'm getting to know him and, and his words and through his word, through prayer, you know, through talking to him. And that's how you do it because God knows everything about you. So, um, the catching up or the getting to know is on our part. Like God, I want to, I want to know you because you know me, father God. So I want to get to know you and all that great stuff. So I do this all the time. I kind of give a background whenever we're, we're talking about someone new or something new or, you know, or just, um, when I see that someone has written a psalm whom we haven't uh, read any psalms or songs from him yet, I always do this, you know, little background. I did it on David. I did it on um, Asaph and now the Sons of Korah. So with that being said, let's jump right into it. And this specific Psalm 84, 1 to 12 really is focusing on the longing for God's house. We ought to long for God's house. Now, if you ask me, sweet truth, what is God's house? What do you think God's house is? And to me, God's house is the fellowship, the coming together, the assembly of fellow believers, not only the beauty. And see, that's that's the thing too. When you talk about God's house, um, so many are quick to think of the beauty. And you know, like, oh, when you say I'm going to change, you're thinking about the building when church actually isn't the building we meet in a building but church isn't the building church is the people church is the believers church is you know whom you assembly with and all that that is the church the people the bride the bride of christ is the church and so we ought to long for god's house and we ought to make our heart to be God's home as well too because God wants to dwell in us he wants to be with us he is always with us don't get me wrong like he is always with us but he wants to live inside of you inside your heart is where he longs to be in song it reads and one says how lovely is your dwelling place lord of armies I long and yearn for the courts of the Lord. My heart and flesh cry out for the living God. So, you know, it is one thing when your heart cries out, but when your flesh is crying out, oh, then you know, you just know. You just know that this is a cry. It is a cry for help. This is a cry for help. Because most of the time, your heart's crying out to God, but your flesh isn't even in it. Because if <laughs> if one thing, the flesh is very, very, very stubborn. It's a very stubborn thing. And until you make the decision to bring it under the subjection of the Lord Jesus Christ, it will lead you astray. The flesh is going to do what it wants to do. And if you haven't prayed, 
you know, and ask Father God to be the one to control your flesh and bring it under the subjection, under the submission of the Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, that's a place you don't want to be. That's a, it's a dark place. It's it's a place of of sin and and all sorts of things. You don't even want to be in such a place. And so your flesh ought to cry out, you know, for the living God because it is only God that can keep you in that harmony, you know, that harmony of peace and, and grace. And so. I love that the sons of Korah started out with this. I love that they first of all described that God's place is lovely. Now, who don't want to be in a lovely place, you know? So they began by describing how lovely is God's dwelling place. And then following it up with, I long and yearn for the courts of the Lord. I I long and yearn that's like i'm crying i'm crying to be in the courts of the lord my heart and flesh cry out for the living god why because there is freedom found in the courts of the living god there is liberty there is peace there is joy you ought to be pursuing this lovely dwelling place of the lord the courts of the Lord. I don't know about you, but you ought to be pursuing this. Because it is a place where your joy, where you find your joy. It is a place in the courts where you find your protection from the enemy. Because the enemy, believe it or not, he's working every day 24-7. And though we do not wrestle with you know, flesh and blood, but he will, he will use flesh and blood. Yes, he will. Yes, he did it with Carl, with their dad. Just look at this. I was just telling you guys about how the enemy really used um, their dad, Mr. Cora, to, 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 to be a nuisance and lead people astray and, and test God and, and test the word, you know, that came out of Moses' mouth from God. And, and what? see what happened to him? He got swallowed up by the ground. What a shame. The ground just whoop, sinkhole like that dead you know and so you ought to be in a place or long for a place where you know the enemy cannot touch you and he cannot touch you when you are in the dwelling place of God that is the prayer of protection that you pray over yourself each and every day each and every time because the enemy can test you anytime. It doesn't have to be in the morning or in the evening. He can do it at noon. He can do it mid noon. You know, he can do it even before you wake up three o'clock. You know, you, you, you're supposed to be asleep, but you're getting attacked and everything too. You're not pursuing the peace of God. You're not pursuing the house of God. You're not pursuing the courts of the Lord. And so you ought to pursue that because... In the courts of the Lord is where you find freedom. That is where you find peace. That is where you find liberty. That is where you find joy. And so it is a blessing. It is a blessing. And it goes on to say, even a sparrow, that's the bed, finds a home. And a swallow, a nest for herself, where she places her yang. Near your orders, Lord of armies, my king and my God, how happy are those who reside in your house, who praise you continually. How happy. 
So they, they send this, you know, they, the sons of Korah, they, they, you know, you, you would just go out in nature, you know, look around and, and study and all this, you know, and they look at the beds and they're like, the beds even find a nest for themselves, you know. They know what to do. They know what to look for. They know which twigs to get. They know what type of grass to get. You know, they make nests. You know, they protect their young and everything too. And then they looked around and and seeing how happy, how happy, how happy were the people that resided in the house of the Lord. And so there is a happiness, there is a happiness that no one can explain that is in you, that it lives in you, it is in you, therefore it is visible to others. So you don't even have to tell people that you're happy to be, you know, in the presence of God because it's going to be visible. I mean, people see this, people will see this, you know, I don't have to tell you that I find joy in the word of the God because you hear it through my voice. If you could see me, you would see it through my face. And so this is a kind of joy. It is a kind of peace. It is a kind of happy that you don't even really have to talk about, but it is shown even through your spirit. People can grasp that. People can sense that. And this is what the sons of Korah so they saw that people that resided in the house of the Lord, people that praised God continually were happy. They were happy. These are happy people. I'm telling you, I tell you guys this all the time. I've said it before in previous episodes as well, too, that there is peace. There is a joy. There is a joy. There is joy. There is joy that comes in you that is in you that lives in you when you pursue God and his word that's why you need to read the word for yourself and be in the word for you because there is joy in that there is joy in that you're reading the word there is peace in that you know you're declaring the word you're proclaiming the word for yourself over yourself as you read it you ask the Holy Spirit ask God for direction ask God that he would open up your eyes as you read the word to 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 see how he's speaking to you because God speaks to you using his word as well too when you're in the word God speak to me speak through me show me what you want to show me father God highlight the scriptures bring them to life because the word of God is life it is living the word is alive the word is a living thing it is alive and so as you are reading you're reading you're partaking in something that is alive and so as it is alive on paper it it is becoming alive in your spirit in your soul it is blessing you it is touching the inner part of your soul it touches the inner part of your heart because it is alive it is a living thing just like love Love is alive. And so when someone loves you, when you are loved on, it it it, it does something in you. It is in you, in, in the inner parts of you. You feel loved. You feel loved. You can't really explain what feeling loved is to someone, but you know that you feel it because you are being loved on. So it is in you. It goes to the inner parts of your soul and your heart. And that is what the word does. The word is alive. And so as you are reading the word, as you spend time in the word as you are with the word it is going in you and it is becoming alive in your spirit in your soul and in your heart and in your life because guess what when the word becomes alive in your spirit and in your soul and 
it even becomes alive in your mind and, and renews your mind, renews your thinking, renews your mindset. It comes out and is shown alive. It makes you alive on the outside. Because there is a difference from someone can be well alive and walking and just look dead. Have you ever looked at someone and they just they just look dead? They're not dead, but they they just look dead, you know? There is a difference, and this is what the sons of Korah saw. They saw there was a difference with those that resided in the house of the Lord and those that praised God because they had this joy. They were happy. These are happy people. You want to know what happy people look like? Go to the house of the Lord. <laughs> you want So you want to know what happy is, what it means to be happy, what it means to have that peace that you can explain, that happiness you cannot explain, that joy you cannot explain, reside in the house of the Lord and praise Father God continually. My mom is a praise. I mean, this lady can praise and worship all day. Now, I understand not everyone is like that because I... Personally, I'm not like that. But praise and worshiping God and singing praises to God, you know, doesn't have to be like an all-day thing. I'm not saying, you know, uh, put on praise music and and be in the living room for the whole day, you know, 24-7 and just praise God. No, but in your heart, you know, even without music around, but you can still praise God because it is in you when it when something's in you it comes out whatever is in you comes out and so you praise God continually in your heart even when you're at work even when you're on the job you're you are praising God you are praising God in your mind in your thoughts you know because it is in you it is in you. And then look what it says. It goes on to say, verse 5, Happy are the people whose strength is in you. That's an exclamation point. Because so many try to rely on their own strength. And it never works. You can't rely on you to do you and for you. Because then you're you're letting the flesh lead and you're walking in the flesh and the flesh will lead you astray. Your strength needs to be in God. That's whom you should get your strength from. God is the only one you should lean upon for strength, call upon for strength, because I'm telling you, it is only the strength of God that can see you day to day, that can take you from day to day. Only the strength of God. And I, for one, can speak this for myself, that I found myself that I am more happy and have learned to be happy when I started Letting God, the moment I started letting God be the one to be my strength. Because we all get to a point where even your own strength or the strength that you think you do have 
wouldn't do you good. It it won't it would be like nothing, you know. We all go through there's some so much going on, number one, into this world, into the you know, even with life general, not only outside there, you know, with the nations and the world and all that, but even in your own personal life, there are things going on. There's just so much going on around you, plus the enemies on top of that. Oh, there's just it's so much it's too much you cannot handle the pressures of life and what the enemy throws at you because he will throw it's not like he's not gonna throw the word of god says no weapon formed against you shall prosper meaning the weapons are there the weapons are there the weapons against you are there and the enemy will throw them at you best believe whether you believe this or not you better know at least in the back of your head that hey the enemy is against me because he is against you period whether you are for god or against god the enemy hates you he is against you that's yeah that's the bottom line of it period and so these weapons you know that are are against you already there they are there he's gonna throw them at you you know you're gonna have things come at you you're gonna have life come at you you're gonna have whatever it may be come at you but the word of god says that it will not prosper it didn't say it's not gonna come it's gonna come but it will not prosper and so you should each and every day that you get up pray for the strength of god over yourself because you need God to be your strength to face each day. Each day is something different, I'm telling you. No day is like the day before. No day is like the day before. Each and every day is a different day and so you need the strength of God. You need to declare the strength of God over yourself each and every day. I said each and every day that you wake up is a day that the Lord has made. So rejoice, be glad in it, pray for strength, ask for strength, declare God's wisdom over you ask god father god to give you wisdom to 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 give you peace that his favor may be upon you for that day and you should do this for each and every day because like i said each and every day is something different each and every day is another opportunity for the enemy to throw something at you each and every day is 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 a chance that uh, for him to lie you know to you each and every day is another chance that the enemy gets uh to to lie to you that he gets to manipulate you you know and and throw things at you each and every day so it's in each and every day that you should seek god's peace god's strength god's word it's an everyday thing it's an everyday thing You may not think much of it, you know. I used to be in a place where I didn't think much of it. And I've seen that those those times, those days when I didn't think much of it is when the enemy even hit me harder, you know, because he's going to come hard at you. He knows he's looking at you. He knows when you're in the word, when you when you're just doing your thing or, or or doing God's thing. He knows. He's not blinded. He's not blind. He sees what you do, he sees what you're listening to, he sees whom you're talking to and what you're talking about. He sees what's in your mind and what's in your phone. He sees what's on your computer and what's in your browser. He sees it all. And so you can't be partial, half in and half out, thinking you're good. Oh, I'm just going to pray. Oh, God's just going to forgive me. Yes, he will. But do you want to be in a place in that kind of place that, that I don't think so 
I don't think so. I don't think anyone wants to be in a place where, you know, they, they have to, 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 to go astray or be attacked for, the, for them to come back to God. No, you want to be in a place, the, the, in a place of peace, of harmony within your mind, within your spirit, within your soul. And just be happy. And so happy are those whose strength is in the Lord, who get their strength from God, who ask God to be their strength because he will be your strength. He will give you the strength that you need for each day. It goes on to say whose hearts are set on pure marriage. Pure You can't even pronounce the word. But it's there. It's, it's in it. And then it goes on to say six. As they pass through the valley of Becca, they make it a source of spring water. Even the autumn rain will cover it with blossoms. Even the autumn rain will cover it with blossoms. That means even though you pass through the valley of Becca, this Becca, it, it was a valley. It wasn't a good place. It, not a good place. So, even when you pass through the valley of Becca and make it a source of spring water, the autumn rain will cover it with blossoms. Seven is my favorite. They go from strength to strength. Each appears before God in Zion. See, when you're, <laughs> when you're in Zion, you appear to God. Appear before God in Zion. You will go from strength to strength. Why, sweet truth? Why? Because you are in the Lord. Because you are getting it from the right source. You are getting it from the right source. You are getting it from the right source. So you can charge your phone with water. It's not going to charge up. You need to charge your phone with electricity because that is the right source. And so we need the right source. So question is, where is your source for your each and every day, for your, your peace, for your, for your emotional peace, you know, and, 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 your, and your physical health and, and, and your mental health and, and your mental peace and your mindset and in each and everything that you may be going through right now, in every situation, whom is your source? Where is your source? Because there are so many sources out there. And so you have to be the one to choose the right source for you. And as for me, as sweet truth, I choose my source to be God. I choose for my souls to be God. Just like the way I would charge my phone with electricity and power, I'm going to charge myself with the word of God. I'm going to charge myself with God. He's going to be my souls for strength, my souls for peace, my souls for love, my souls for joy, my souls for happiness and for everything. God's going to be muscles. It goes on to say, Lord God of armies, hear my prayer. Listen, God of Jacob, consider our shield, God. Look on the face of your anointed one. Amen. What a blessing. 
And then he goes on to say, and I love Tan as well too, better is a day in your court's back. Are you listening to this for now? I hope you're reading this. I hope you're reading this. Better is a day, better a day in your court's than a thousand anywhere else. Oh, the sons of Korah. Oh, they hit me with that one too. Oh, uh, 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 uh. oh, I love them. I love them. I love them. I love them now. They knew what it was. The sons knew what it was. Better a day in your courts than a thousand anywhere else. Meaning. <laughs> A day in the courts of God is one that cannot even be compared to anything. It is better than infinity. Just a day. Just a day. In the courts of God. Is better. Than a thousand anywhere else. What a blessing. What a blessing. And then it goes on to say, I would rather stand. I would rather stand at the threshold of the house of my God than live in the tents of wicked people. For the Lord God is a son and shield. And that an amen. Put an amen on that. Put an amen on that. I would rather I would rather stand at the threshold of the house of God. Just even just standing there. They're they're not even talking about going in. But just even just standing, standing, standing there. They said I would rather stand at the threshold of the house of my God. Than live in the tents of wicked people. For the Lord God is a sun and shield. I don't know about you, but I declare this upon myself each and every day too. And it's, oh my God. I'm like, God, be my sun, be my shield. Because there is no better shield than God, than Father God. And he goes on to say, the Lord grants favor and honor. He does not withhold the good from those who live with integrity. Happy is the person who trusts in you, Lord of armies. So let let me read this again. The Lord grants favor and honor. He does not withhold the good from those who live with integrity. But how does it begin? It begins with you living with integrity. He will not withhold good from you. He will grant you. He will grant you with favor and honor. And so I want to be the one that is granted. I want to be granted with favor. I want to be granted with honor. I want the good with me. And I want to live in integrity and with integrity. Because... By me trusting in God, that makes me happy. Look, 12, happy is the person who trusts in you, Lord of armies. You ought to want to trust in God. You ought want to want to trust in God. Well, sweet truth, how do I trust God, sweet truth? How do I trust God? It's like how you learn to trust 
anybody else how do you get to trust you know your friends or your significant other and all that you get to know them trust comes with knowing i trust my friends because i got to know them so you trust god by getting to know him get to know him get to know him because the reason why trust is even hard for others is because they feel like they just have to say it out of their mouths like god i trust you god i trust you but the only thing you're you're doing is just you're just speaking it you're just saying it. you don't trust god no you don't because there is a difference with saying something and actually believe in something you can say something that you don't believe so many people say things they don't believe so just because you said it doesn't mean that's actually the case just because you said it doesn't mean you believe it and so so many are quick to say oh i trust god i trust god oh yes bro bro trust god you know girl trust god you know let's just trust god trust god this trust god that and they don't even trust god look into their hearts and they don't even trust god So you don't just want to speak it. You don't just want to say it. You just don't want to be like, "Oh, I trust God," and you don't trust God. And the reason why they others may even say the reason why they just say it and not actually do trust God is because they do not know God. I was reading this in a devotional the other day too. Open my eyes, it, you know, said the exact same thing. They don't trust God. People that have difficulty with trusting God is because they do not know him so it's because you do not know him that you do not trust him even though you may say you trust him no you don't because you do not know him and so get to know god how do you do that well so truth how do i get to know god how do i get to a place where i can trust god fully within myself in my heart and not just saying it but actually trust him and it begins in the word You read the word, you spend time in the word, you have your devotional time in the word. Get your Bible, get you the Bible up. I love even the uh the paper Bible, the one that you can hold, that you can look at in your hands, the one that you can you feel the pages through your fingers. Get you that. Read it, let it become alive in you. Within you. Read the word. See it being manifested in your life because the word will manifest itself in your life what you believe will manifest itself in your life so what are you believing you you have to believe the word of god believe the word of god so it can manifest itself in your life spend time with god spend time in the word let it be the manifestation that you need in your life and as you read the word because i can say this by experience from experience that as you read the word as it manifests in your heart as it begins to live in your heart as the word begins to live in your heart and in your mind and in your soul it begins to live in you it begins to 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 come alive in you it begins to manifest in your in your mind in your soul in your spirit it becomes alive then the trust is there then the trust is alive then it, it is seen it is shown but it begins in the word it all begins in the word it begins in the house of the lord it begins with you yearning 
for God. Yearning and longing to be in the house of the Lord. Yearning and longing for God's happiness, for his peace in your life. It all begins with the word. And so for my hope, you've been blessed by this episode today. Psalm 84, it is definitely, it is definitely a great, great Psalm. What a way, what a way, you know, to come in with the sons of Korah. I am so excited to to read more and learn more of what they had to say. This is great stuff. This is good stuff. Ah, this is the stuff. I love it. 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 And so, what a blessing. What a blessing to this segment has been from. And for those willing to pray the repentance prayer with me, we're going to do that in just a second. But I hope that you've been blessed from by today's segment. I pray and hope that you will let each and every way that I spoke today, that you will just think about it and let it, you know, sit on your mind. And, and I hope that it is always a blessing. I always pray that each and every episode that each and every one of you listens to on sweet truth that it be a blessing to your ears that it it encourages you that is my prayer that it blesses you that it it encourages you and that it makes you more fearless that's my motto that that is the goal so for those willing to pray pray with me father god in the name of jesus i thank you for your son jesus christ I thank you that he died and rose just for me. I repent of my sin and I tend to you. Father, I surrender every aspect of my life over to you. Father, I surrender every aspect of my heart over to you. Every habit I cast it at your feet. Every private thought I cast it down. Lord, I surrender to you. I am forever yours. In private, I belong to you. In public, I belong to you. Father, let the aroma of my life send a sweet smell and fragrance up to you. Lord, order my steps. Father, I choose to serve you. For there is no other God that can lead me astray from your love. Father, I thank you that the blood of Jesus Christ washes me, cleanses me, covers me, and makes me whole father i receive your son jesus christ as my lord and savior in jesus name amen and amen and if you pray that prayer fam congratulations it's a party in heaven it's a party in heaven so fam i hope that you would catch me on the next episode i am so excited you know 
we are currently still in the third book of Psalms, I believe, and we are down and with it with the sons of Korah, which is a blessing. So I'm excited to learn more. With that being said, fam, be blessed, be encouraged, and be fearless. May God bless you.